0: about being responsible. So load and make ready. This is Rapid Fire. All right, welcome to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary. You're listening to 95.1 WXTK. I am the owner of Cape Gunworks, and we talk all things Second Amendment, guns, freedom, self-defense, and whatever else comes across our ticker tape here. But we want you guys to get in on the discussion, so go to CapeGunWorks.com and click on Rapid Fire, and you will uh, be able to subscribe to our social media pages, listen to the archive shows, and also join the discussion. So we're really happy you're here. So if you want to uh, help sponsor the show, by all means, click on that same tab, and you can get uh, contacted about becoming a sponsor. So... Hint, hint for all of you uh, local businesses who want to get in on the on the discussion and, and uh, also let it be known that you support freedom in the Second Amendment. <laughs> you're welcome to join us here on Rapid Fire. So we're really glad you're here, and uh, it's been a crazy week as far as uh, gun sales are concerned, and, and a lot of people are, um, you know, as we get closer to Inauguration Day and everything else going on in our world, that people are starting to really uh buckle down and get serious about you know uh self uh responsibility and and taking care of themselves and and uh knowing that with all the movements of defunding police departments and also our our mass legislature just passed a police reform bill which has a lot of uh content in there that you know makes it harder for police to do their jobs now there's Probably nobody on planet of Earth that wouldn't agree that there's some stuff that had to change with uh, your run of the mill policing. But um, for the most part, our police are some of the finest people around and do one of the hardest, thankless jobs around. And uh, I used to actually want to be a police officer when I was young and uh, silly and dumb. (laughs) And, <laughs> no, not to say that police officers are dumb. I'm, I, my hats off to you, brave guys who put the uniform every day. Uh, but nowadays, uh, I don't think I'd be signing up for that job. I'm sorry. It's just, uh, there's, there's really, uh, not much uh, upside to it anymore. And my grandfather was a police officer who died in the line of duty in Concord, Massachusetts, actually and he came out of retirement he was a career uh you know worked in the phone company for his entire career and in retirement became a police officer so he's more like an auxiliary police officer you know directing traffic doing details and whatnot and uh he got hit by a car while he was directing traffic on a detail and uh was in a coma for about a year before he passed away and so uh you know that was life-changing for me as a 13 year old boy it really rocked my world and I wanted to be a cop after that and um, I was really upset and couldn't understand why that could happen and blah 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 but on the other hand it also made me want to become a police officer and so I didn't go to college so I had a little bit of an uphill battle and uh, then I started you know applying on civil service exams and took the state police exam and it seemed like every year the cutoff for the grading like I remember I got like a 93 on one of the tests and, and the, they got all the way down to 94s and then they had a new test come out. And so I did that for like two years and I finally said, forget it. They don't want me. It's too hard to get the job. <laughs> but um, I I kind of pulled myself out of that and just went full time in carpentry, which I had been doing since I was 15 anyway. And so uh, long story short, I'm rambling on here, but uh, I I realized at the time, you know, many years later that I was actually grateful that I didn't end up becoming a police officer after seeing the way the public and politicians and media and everybody out there treats them. And it's a really a thank, thankless job. And, you know, it's a job that you have to get right 100% of the time or else there's going to be a newspaper article about you. And and frankly, I would not be good in that, that uh <laughs> that situation where you gotta get it right every time as a fallible human being, I'm not that good. So but there's many great and wonderful cops right around here in Massachusetts and on Cape Cod, and I'm glad to say I'm friends with quite a few of them. So uh you guys all do a wonderful job. So we're gonna get to some of your comments and some of your questions here uh as we go through and answer questions. And if you're listening to the radio going, how come this guy never gives out his phone number? The reason is because we're not broadcasting live. So you got to go to capegunworks.com, click on rapid fire so you can get alerted to when we're going to record the show. And then we broadcast the phone number so you can call in during the show if you want to be on the air. So, and if you don't want to call in, you can always text or uh, comment on the chat of whatever social media platform you want to use. So there you have it. So, get in on the discussion. So, we had a question um, about the Utah class that we offer. So, we offer a 30 state non resident Utah non resident class, and we have that coming up on January 10th, which you can go to capegunworks.com and go on the course calendar to sign up for that. And Utah has a reciprocal agreement with about 30 states so that you can. Uh, carry a gun in 30 other states as long as you have that Utah non-resident license to carry. We also have the USCCA concealed carry and home defense class, which is coming up on the 23rd of January. That's an eight-hour class, and that's a much more comprehensive class than the Utah class because the Utah class is really a four-hour class, very similar to the basic LTC class, but the Concealed Carry and Home Defense class is an eight-hour comprehensive class where you we talk about a lot of stuff like de-escalation, avoiding the fight in the first place, the color codes of awareness. We talk about uh, home defense. We talk about carrying out on the street. We talk about the legal implication to the use of force, we talk about the financial implication of the use of force, um, so there's a lot that goes into that class. We talk about gear selection and you know firearms fundamentals and and there's even live fire so we go out on the range for an hour or so and we shoot um, you know a, kind of like a first shots type event, but we get into the fundamentals of shooting so grip and stance and unsighted fire and sight alignment and sight picture so it's a very comprehensive course and with that class, you can become a have a non-resident LTC in Florida. So you can get your non-resident license in Florida and Connecticut. So the CCHDF class, the concealed carry and home defense class, is accepted in Connecticut and Florida. So uh, And the Utah one works as well uh, in a lot of states. But Utah doesn't work for Florida. So... You, Florida requires live fire, so therefore you can't get um, your you can't carry a gun concealed in Florida with the Utah one. So if you're interested in going to Florida and carrying concealed, then I would suggest you get the CCHDF class under your belt, and it's 139 dollars for a eight hour class, and it's a very very good class. So good question, um, but that's one way to get. More states that you're than you're allowed to carry, in. so um, let 's see uh some people are commenting on the uh, lawsuits that uh taken place, and we know that the Pennsylvania one was dismissed uh, but the Sco- the Texas one is the one that is uh, still gaining steam actually, and scotus might actually hear it uh, so we 'll see how that goes, but the two a is certainly. Was certainly on the ballot in the biggest way i've ever seen during this past election uh that's why i think a lot of people pulled out all the stops uh to ensure their side won and some of them did it legally and some of them did it illegally that's based on the evidence i see so anyway we'll talk a little bit more about that on the other side uh we're gonna go to break here and uh If you want to get in on the discussion, go to capegunworks.com, click on Rapid Fire, and make sure you subscribe. And uh, we'll be right back. I'm Toby Leary. This is Rapid Fire. Alexander Hamilton said, those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. This is Toby from Cape Gunworks. When our founding fathers drafted the Second Amendment, there was no question of its meaning. Today, if you have questions, come to Cape Gunworks for some advice, training, or to send a few rounds downrange. We have a fully stocked pro shop with a huge selection of guns, crossbows, archery, classes, rentals, a 15-lane range, and a friendly staff. Come on down to Cape Gunworks Airport Road Hyannis or capegunworks.com. And now it's
1: time for the adventures of CGW, champion of Second Amendment rights. CGW, can you help me get my firearms license? Of course, sir. Sign up for a license to carry course at CapeGunWorks.com and start your journey today. Cape Gunworks, home of CGW, but keep it a secret. It's no secret. Shoot over to Cape Gunworks for the savings and selections that can't be made. That's Cape Gunworks, home of CGW. All
0: right, welcome back. This is Toby, your host here on Rapid Fire, co owner of Cape Gunworks, and we're glad you're on the show. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, be sure to join the discussion. Capeconworks.com and click on Rapid Fire. So, right back to uh, your questions uh, in a minute. But we were talking about the way that the Second Amendment is on the ballot like never before this year. And uh, obviously, almost a month ago was the election and things are still up in the air. I know if you watch Facebook for any length of time every time there's a comment about the election there's a little thing there about find out about the election results and everybody in media has proclaimed uh, you know Joe Biden the winner and whatnot. but nothing has really been set in stone and there's certainly legal challenges and you know is it likely that Joe Biden will be president? Probably at this point but uh, I will say the second amendment hangs in the balance as we know it as far as the state of Georgia is concerned, that is our saving grace, our last hope uh, in Georgia. And unfortunately, that was one of the areas where a lot of the voter irregularities, I'm using kind terms here on the air, um, were found, you know, and, and whatnot. So uh, that does not help make me feel confident about what's going on down there, especially for the Senate runoff election. But that is where the battle is right now for the second amendment the heart and soul of the second amendment is down in georgia with the senate runoff so if you have family friends neighbors you know old school associates whatever uh former schoolmates down in georgia please call them and urge them to vote and tell them how important the, the whole uh future of the second amendment hangs in the balance uh with the plan that the Biden-Harris administration, I'm using that in quotes when they ultimately, if they are ultimately, uh, you know, sworn in as president and vice president, they aren't even beating around the bush about what they're going to do to the Second Amendment. So it will never look the same as it does now if they gain control of the Senate, the House, and the presidency. So it's going to be a bad uh, situation all the way around uh just go to their website and look at what they have planned for gun control it's not a good picture it's not a pretty picture and so hopefully that uh doesn't happen i hope georgia holds the line and uh we'll we'll see how it goes but all right back to some of your questions uh someone saying love the show keep it up thank you jake and kelly says always enjoy listening to you great i appreciate that uh, you guys are getting something out of this show. I hope so. And uh, I enjoy doing it. So it's it's been a lot of fun. And Ed is wondering if we expect any SIG 365 XLs in stock anytime soon. And I would say just keep checking in with us, Ed, because we don't know when they're going to come in. And all of a sudden, um, we'll get a package out back that has 10 of them or 15 of them or 20 of them, and they last a day or two. So that's, uh, that's good. And, um, you know... But you're going to have to just check in regularly with us. We do have them on order. We have lots on order. But they don't send us a schedule as to when things are coming in, unfortunately. I get a shipping notice, and then bam, they're they're here. So uh, usually sometimes they're here before I actually get the shipping notice. So that's interesting. But that's just the way things are right now. And uh, if you have a um, a special gun that you're interested in your best bet is call and pay for it over the phone or put a deposit down at the very least and then you can uh then you can you'll get a call when they arrive so special order is the best way to get the gun that you really want to get so uh that's my suggestion cuz we don't know when things will come in but anyway um yeah if you guys uh, are looking for something specific by all means feel free to call the store um, and uh, we got another question here um, someone was asking uh, do we have any advice on how to become a gunsmith and he says he's north of Boston haven't been able to find much info around and I sent him a link for the Sonoran De- Desert Institute it's sdi.edu so anyone who likes tinkering with guns you can go to Sonoran Desert Institute Um, and check out their website it's all done remote and you can go ahead and take their gunsmithing courses they're very comprehensive they're very good i know people who've taken them to their uh right through to their certificate programs and they are very thorough and do a great job so i would recommend starting there especially in these days with you know covid restrictions and whatnot and travel and how many class people in a class you can have and whatnot so that's a um That'd be a great place to start. So check them out, and uh, you could always get certified through the Sonoran Desert Institute. Another question is, why do I think 40 S&W is dying, and what are the pros and cons to it? Thanks. All right, you're trying to get me to break the Internet. I see what you're doing. This is something that you can talk about for days until a cow comes home, cows come home, which is uh, – basically talk about caliber and why and which is best and pros and cons and blah blah blah. So most of the time forty's kind of left out of the debate nowadays it's between 9 and 45 and some people like 38 super or 357 sig and you know if you're Jack Wilson he shot the that guy in the church in Texas with the 357 sig and blah blah blah. The bottom line is any round that is a known defensive caliber Say 380 and up is a good caliber, and it will do the job. So it'll it'll get the job done. Most shootings, defensive firearm shootings, take place with uh, a multiple shot string of fire to the high center chest. So single attacker, multiple shots, string of fire. You know, nine to fifteen feet is kind of where ninety percent of all the defensive shooting uh, takes place. And then there's another, like, two and a half three percent 3% from 15 to 21 feet, and then another two and a half three percent 3% from under 9 feet, that within two arms reach, which is a much different class uh, than typical defensive firearms class, that extreme close quarters battle, whether or not it makes sense to introduce a uh, firearm into the fight in the first place. So getting back to the question, which is 40S&W, Um, It was a really popular caliber when people were still advocating one-shot stopping power. This is in the early 90s. Nine millimeter was known to not be a one-shot stop. So a lot of police departments went to 40 or 45, and 40 was thought to be kind of the best of both worlds as far as capacity, stopping power, and, uh, you know, kind of, lethality if you will Um, but what they found was a surprise so after 20 or 30 years of uh, you know operating rooms and uh, emergency room doctors uh, records and data that has been combed through people have found that all defensive shootings take multiple shot strings of fire to to end the threat how many shots is it going to take to end your next threat we have no idea but we do know it's probably going to be a multiple shot string of fire to the high center chest. That's the highest probability shot you can do. So, 40S&W is a very snappy round to com- control recoil. So, I I can't physically shoot 40S&W as fast and efficiently as I can 9mm. So, therefore, 9mm has edged out 40S&W quite a bit in the last... I don't know, uh, 10 years, say. So even a lot of police departments who've seen the data come out have said, well, shoot, if it's going to take multiple shots, strings of fire, let's go to nine millimeter. There's less recoil, better capacity. And that's what they're doing. Plus, it's cheaper to shoot and easier to find. It's a much uh, more economic round to fire for training purposes. So that is the reason 40 is dying. But guess what? With the advent of this corona flu damn pandemic whatever we got going on here um it's hard to find any ammo in some cases you might find that 40 is easier than nine but for the most part nine is still very very difficult so uh i would you know just i would diversify your portfolio so to speak diversity 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 so having a nine a 40 a 45 a 380 isn't a bad idea right at these times because ammo is so unpredictable and you know we might get a truckload of you know 380 in next week who knows we might get a few pallets of nine we might get some 40 we might get a few random boxes of 45 so just have enough on hand so that you can you know keep keep your guns actively loaded and and so you can also still train so i would recommend getting a couple different calibers at, at this time so All right, we'll be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. I'm Toby Leary.
1: And now it's time for the adventures of CJW! Champion of Second Amendment Rights. CJW, I need presents for my husband. Come to Cape Gunworks. Their super staff know what men need. Cape Gunworks, home of CGW. But keep it a secret. It's no secret. Shoot over to Cape Gunworks and slay this holiday season with savings. That's Cape Gunworks, home of CGW.
0: Alexander Hamilton said, Those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. This is Toby from Cape Gunworks. When our founding fathers drafted the Second Amendment, there was no question of its meaning. Today, if you have questions, come to Cape Gunworks for some advice, training, or to send a few rounds downrange. We have a fully stocked pro shop with a huge selection of guns, crossbows, archery, classes, rentals, a 15-lane range, and a friendly staff. Come on down to Cape Gunworks Airport Road Hyannis or capegunworks.com. All right, welcome back. This is Rapid Fire. I'm Toby Leary, your host, co-owner of Cape Gunworks. And we are going to talk about all things ammo shortages, guns, and freedom. No. So, uh, yeah, ammo is a thing that we left off before the break. And um, it, is, it is tough. It is tough to find. And one of the commenters online here says, that's why God invented 10 millimeter. And... Uh, <laughs> You know, I don't know if 10 millimeter is easier to find right now than those other calibers, but right now we have some in stock, believe it or not. Uh, just a few boxes, but it's uh, we have it, so there you have it. And, you know, 10 millimeter is the round that, for some reason, never caught on here in Massachusetts. It went through a, a little bit of a uh, hot streak for a while there when the FBI adopted it. And when some of the special forces unit, it was basically a 40 Magnum and it is a hot little round. I remember reading Ted Nugent's book years ago and he was talking about it. He carried a 10 millimeter at the time. I don't know if he still does, but he also talked about shooting a warthog in Africa at 110 or 120 yards with a Glock 20 pistol, which is 10 millimeter. And uh, that's pretty impressive. But he said he, he would take a lot of time and shoot long ranges Long range, but um, yeah, it's pretty cool. So ten millimeters, a uh, very cool round, but it's on the idea of a a forty magnum. So the forty snappy to begin with, and now you got something that's even snappier. But put it in a good sized gun, like the uh, you know Colt Delta Elite with something with some heavy mass to it, or a uh, you know that um, Springfield Armory TRP in. 10 millimeter that's a cool gun with the six inch barrel i love that and that would be a fun gun to go handgun hunting with but anyway that's the that's the news of uh ammo these days so we have another question great show thank you for the information how about a robinson xcr are they back in i want to know more about the 110 savage precision uh can i get those yet um so great question rodrigo and uh the robinson xcr are doing any day if you're interested give the shop a call we can put you down for one you can special order it so that they don't sell out before we uh before you get a chance to get one but i love that gun it is a phenomenal gun we have them in 556 65 creedmoor and 308 coming in and they are what i would consider the poor man's scar Um, but they're not cheap so they're not it's don't get insulted. I'm not calling you poor, but it's a play on words because they're about a thousand dollars less than the SCAR, the FN scar. And it is a um really cool gun. It has a non-reciprocating side charger side charger. And uh you'll see some of my reviews on that gun on on YouTube. We did a couple reviews on it, and I sold a bunch of them. And everybody who shot it really likes it and uh enjoys them. They're, they say they shoot awesome. They take AR mags. So it's a modern sporting rifle that takes AR magazines and shoots five five six. Plus, they're easy to convert over to other calibers. So we have some caliber conversion stuff coming in as well. Um so yeah, check out the Robinson Arms XCR and the Savage 110 precision or tactical is a phenomenal gun. I don't have any of those in stock, but I know we'll be getting some in. And uh, if you're looking for a long-range bolt-action rifle, um, I would suggest either the Thompson Center Arms TCR, uh, I'm sorry, LRR, long-range rifle, in either 308 or 6.5 Creedmoor, or the Browning Hells Canyon is one, or the Tika T3X, tactical um yeah so we get some really cool bolt action rifles from time to time i also have a bunch of kimbers that are great uh hunting rifles coming in we have them in 308 right now and they shoot sub minute of angle and they are super lightweight guns so if you're looking for a uh, long range rifle that is also a hunting gun um, i would suggest that you go ahead and get get one of those the kimber and we have those in 30 odd six coming in and we have them in 308 they're phenomenal guns so yeah check those out um and uh that's a good place to start and you'll you'll really like them so sub minute of angle in a five and a half pound gun is unheard of so pretty cool all right so a couple other questions here uh did I see that Teddy Roosevelt's Colt just sold for 1.4 million? Actually, I think it was 1.2 million and it had a buyer's premium of 20% or 18%. So once you add the juice, it's another 200 grand. <laughs> so yeah, 100, 1.4 million is the final cost to the buyer. And yeah, that is pretty incredible. It was a Colt um single action army with an ivory grip on a uh with a long horn you know, uh, stag like raised and in, carved into the side of the grip. It was pretty cool, but yeah, I did see that, and what a impressive pistol. But also quite the hefty price. I would love to say I I sold that, but that went through the Rock Island Armory, and uh, it would be cool if that gun came through excuse me came through my shop but it didn't uh <laughs> it would be like when the winning lottery ticket is sold at the local convenience store they tape that up on the counter and show you that they sold they had the they had sold the winning lottery ticket that's how that gun is but yeah it was pretty impressive uh pretty neat to see um so, Mark came down and grabbed the Charles Daly Air 12. And after we posted it on Facebook, we got to stop doing that. <laughs> we have not shot one yet. So, I got to do that, Mark, and get some reviews up on that gun. Uh, we should do that. Yeah. Uh, Roy is nodding his head like, hello, I've been trying to tell you to do some gun reviews. We did just do one yesterday, though. We did one on the Taurus T3 compact. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, the Taurus uh, D3 compact. So, Check that out. Uh, that's a new gun for Massachusetts here. And uh, you can check that out. Uh, Bob is saying, get the Remington 700. And that's a phenomenal gun as well. Those are your good bread and butter uh, long range bolt action. So, um, yeah, check out the Kimber. I think I might even have a Remington 700. Um, but there you go. Another question Do we have any Tavor 7s in stock? And we do not right at the moment. So,. Unfortunately, those are all out, but uh, hopefully we will soon. Um, Do AR-10s have pre band 308 mags? Conan's wondering, and the answer is yes, but they are few and far between. Uh, So really, really hard to find. So um, good luck finding that. And so another question, how can you build an AR and polymer 80 legally in mass? So the only way I know that you can legally build an AR in mass with new components is with a fixed mag, lower, which brings me to the video that we posted on video on Videogram on uh, YouTube, which has over a million views and it's about a fixed mag um, AR and it's a u- unicorn. It's called the fixed mag part Deuce, and uh, so look it up. We have the part one on there, and I'm about to film fix mag ar part thrice and that's going to be the answer to the like 2600 comments and it's pretty funny a lot of the commenters are like oh keep compliant go ahead just keep compliant." or is that tony hawk or uh what are some of the other ones uh you know oh this is really sad that we have to do that and other people are like wow that's pretty cool a workaround like yankee ingenuity that's great and that's kind of how we rolled it out there is hey can't sell ARs after 2016, and Maura Healy threatened us with a $10,000 fine if we do, and uh, they'll prosecute us under, uh, you know, laws that don't exist. Uh, so we challenged them, and we are going to see how those lawsuits play out. But until then, we're complying because, number one, we don't want to have $10,000 fines slapped on us every AR-15 we sell. Number two, we also end up in a non-renewal process when we go to renew our license. And number three, we feel it's more important to stay in business, relevant, and fight the long fight rather than die on a battlefield on principle and not be here tomorrow for everybody who wants to come shop at Cape Gunworks. And for us to you know do what we love to do so we'll get into that on the other side you hear the music and uh stay tuned for some wonderfully scripted ads that are going to entertain you to no end i'm toby leary and you're listening to rapid fire
1: it's time for the adventures of cgw champion of second amendment rights cgw can you help me get my firearms license of course sir sign up for a license to carry course at capegunworks.com and start your journey today Cape capegunworks home of cgw but keep it a secret it's no secret shoot over to Cape capegunworks for the savings and selections that can't be beat that's capegunworks home of cgw
0: Alexander Hamilton said, Those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. This is Toby from Cape Gunworks. When our founding fathers drafted the Second Amendment, there was no question of its meaning. Today, if you have questions, come to Cape Gunworks for some advice, training, or to send a few rounds downrange. We have a fully stocked pro shop with a huge selection of guns, crossbows, archery, classes, rentals, a 15-lane range, and a friendly staff. Come on down to Cape Gunworks Airport Road Hyannis or capegunworks.com. All right, welcome back. This is Toby Leary. I'm your host of Rapid Fire here on 95.1 WXDK. Join us every Saturday from 7 to 8 p.m. for the fastest hour in radio. It goes quick. That's why we call it Rapid Fire. But join the discussion on capegunworks.com and click on Rapid Fire. Follow us on social media, and you will be alerted to when we're going to record the show. So we want you to be a part, and we want to get to all of your questions when we can. And uh, so that's the way to do it. If you haven't checked out shop.capegunworks.com, you got to do that because every day more and more content gets uploaded, more and more items get uploaded to the, to the website. So if you haven't been there in a few weeks, by all means you have to go on there and check it out. Um, tons of stuff on there for stocking stuffers and gifts and uh, to buy those hard-to-please hard to people in your life. You know, You can always find something here at Cape Gunworks for those people that are shooters and uh, gun enthusiasts. So, incidentally, we've even got a quick pick for you. So we've got some stocking stuffed already with awesome stuff. And we can't reveal what's inside of it, but they're $99.99 and they are full of awesome stuff. And you're getting a bargain too because it's 10% off everything in the stocking. So if you want to do a quick pick, you can come in if you're anything like me. I call myself a minute man, but actually the last minute man. So, um, <laughs> I, I'm I'm the king of shopping on on uh, Christmas Eve for my entire family, and my poor wife. She knows it too, so she'll tell all her friends. Like when Toby calls you for some, you know, gift ideas, uh, make sure you tell him this, this, and this. So, and then I'm usually making the hustle. I'm doing the uh, the sprint down the aisles with the with the uh that look on my face of sheer panic and watching that clock run out on me every year and so anyway don't be like me come into Cape Gunworks while there's still time if you need to buy a quick pick no problem when they open that up and they see all the thoughtful gifts that our staff you know painstakingly went through and and put together for you they're gonna they're gonna love you for it. So that's the way to go. And we also sell some tactical stockings. So if you want to just make your own and stuff it while you're here, that's the way to go. It'll be awesome. So come on down to Cape Gunworks. You can go on our website and uh, go to shop. Dot capegunworks. Dot com, and you'll see everything that's being uploaded on a daily basis. So there you go. Um. Bobby was saying that the gun Roosevelt. Uh, That might be the gun that Roosevelt shot into the wall at the uh, Menger Hotel Tavern in San Antonio, Texas. Possibly. That would be kind of cool. Talk about a piece of history. And Rodrigo's wondering if we still have the HK USP40s in the store, and that is an affirmative. We have a couple of those left, so don't sleep on that one. If you want one, get it. while we got them. So HKs in general are extremely difficult to get right now. They're all allocated Um, we have them on order and they are very tough to get so um, you can go ahead and uh, give the shop a call i'll give you the shop number just for the heck of it they're not we're not going to put you on the air if you call this number it's 508-771-3600 so give the shop a call if you have any questions and you want to see if we have something in stock before making the trek down or over or whatever but you can also come in anytime you want so it's good to have ammo in the store again, and the range is singing again. People are out there. We had to open range, too, so that means people are shooting. They're in the mood to go ahead and shoot, so that's a good thing. Get some training in. Get familiar with your firearms, and uh, that's a good thing. Someone said they came in just to try to make everyone smile, and they're going to leave now, to have a so have a beautiful day. Well, thank you, Will. That's a very uh, warm and wonderful thing to do. It's a great... Um, goal to have in life to make everybody smile. I like it. So, um, and so, yeah, if you want to be a part of the discussion, go ahead and chime in. Um, and going back to what we were talking about earlier uh, about the battle for the Second Amendment being in Georgia, it's really, really important. We have the Senate runoff, and hopefully, uh, we will see that happening soon. Um, but, uh, you know, we need to. The republicans really do need to maintain control of the senate if we want to be able to stem the tide of the gun control legislation that is certainly heading our way so let's get back to some of your questions um someone saying obviously getting nine millimeter today is not easy are there any online retailers that we recommend when cape gunworks is out of stock certain ammo manufacturers i really like or stay away from the one I would definitely stay away from, Joe, is uh, cheaper than dirt. They take advantage of people uh, whenever there's a shortage. They jack their prices to the stratosphere. Um, so I, I don't believe in that type of business ethics, and uh, I know they do it, and it works for them. And a lot of people say, man, people are going to remember this when things return to normal. And what ends up happening is things return to normal and they don't remember they continue to shop there so that's fine that's their business model but I wouldn't give them a dime personally uh, of my money Uh, there's other online retailers and some people are saying in the comments uh, do I not advocate online retailers No, no that's not it at all uh Connor saying, if uh, there's online retailers, do I not talk about them online? No, I'm happy to talk about them. There are online retailers where you can buy ammo. And a lot of people actually um, still use our shop because a lot of online retailers will not ship to a private residence. So they'll ship to an FFL. So we get people all the time that say, hey, I found some ammo at such and such a website. and We're having it shipped into Cape Gunworks and you know we charge a little fee a small fee for that not a problem we'll get it done Um, I know there's a couple large online retailers like Target Sports USA which will ship to Massachusetts so you can go on there and you can register create an account and you can uh, click on whatever product you're interested in to be notified when it comes back in stock and then they notify you and you can go ahead and complete that order Um, I don't talk about this a lot because technically it's not legal uh for these retailers to uh ship to massachusetts some of them just don't care some of them won't ship to massachusetts period uh some of them won't deal with me as an ffl which i find uh depressing because i would purchase their product if uh if they would ship to me and then resell it here in the store when i can't get product from distributors or uh, you know my vendors I would give them business by you know you know supporting their shop but they won't ship to even me so it's a tricky you know online ammo shipments is tricky in massachusetts we do not ship ammo in massachusetts because the spirit of the law is that the ltc or fid must be presented in hand at the time of sale so even if they're a known customer where we could verify their license because they can't, you know, present it to us in hand at the time of sale, we can't ship it to them. So that's what you're up against in Massachusetts. The state made this law, and now shipping ammo into mass is really difficult. So, um, and, of course, they're going to only enforce that to dealers in mass, I'm sure. So when we were shut down this spring when the COVID crisis started we were doing uh, ammo sales in the dirt lot in the adjacent property next to us Uh, they were closed down that business was closed down uh, for the COVID crisis and so people would call us would ring them up over the phone and would put it in the brown paper bag would go out the side door and I'd have them you know hand me their license out the car window I'd verify it was them and Give it back you know, give it back to them with their ammo and they' drive on their merry way and Unfortunately, that's the way we had to do business for a five or six weeks while we were shut down until our lawsuit uh against the governor went through the federal court system, and the courts found in our favor so that's just the way you got to do it in Massachusetts and we were talking about our video on the fix mag. AR, if you want to look at that video, it's pretty cool. Look at some of the other ones. I'd love to see some of the other ones go viral as well. But it was our first video ever to hit a million views. And uh, you know, as I'm I'm not really talking about how happy I am that we have to jump through hoops here in Massachusetts, but I am talking about the fact that we can now sell an AR platform in Massachusetts because of the quote unquote assault weapons ban. And what ended up happening was, you know, I got all the keyboard commandos, you know, taking me to the task on that's not an assault weapon, which I get, believe me, I get the definition of an assault weapon, but we're in this co-opted term by the state of Massachusetts that has defined assault weapon a certain way. And because it's defined in the state of Massachusetts a certain way, we kind of have to play in that sandbox if we want to stay on the straight and narrow, which we do. And I'm not accepting the term on its face. I'm just saying we're stuck with it. So I'm not going to say I agree with the way it's defined, because we all know the true definition of assault weapon is a fully automatic weapon, which are not what we're talking about. We're talking about semi-automatic weapons. But the fixed mag AR discussion is one worth popping that fresh bag of Orville Redenbacher's uh, buttered salted popcorn and sitting there and reading a few of them because it's highly entertaining. So uh, check that out. Um, all right, we'll be right back after this break. I'm your host Toby Leary. You're listening to Rapid Fire. Stay tuned. Alexander Hamilton said, Those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. This is Toby from Cape Gunworks. When our founding fathers drafted the Second Amendment, there was no question of its meaning. Today, if you have questions, come to Cape Gunworks for some advice, training, or to send a few rounds downrange. We have a fully stocked pro shop with a huge selection of guns, crossbows, archery, classes, rentals, a 15-lane range, and a friendly staff. Come on down to Cape Gunworks Airport Road Hyannis or capegunworks.com. And now it's time for
1: the adventures of... C.G.W. Champion of Second Amendment rights. C.G.W., I need presents for my husband. Come to Cape Gunworks. Their super staff know what men need. Cape Gunworks, home of C.G.W. But keep it a secret. It's no secret. Shoot over to Cape Gunworks and slay this holiday season with savings. That's Cape Gunworks, home of... C.G.W.
0: all right welcome back this is rapid fire i'm toby leary your host and i appreciate you guys tuning in if you want to get a part of be a part of the discussion go to capegunworks.com and click on rapid fire you can also go to shop.capegunworks.com and check out what our online store looks like Um, so we have a couple questions here i want to get to more of your questions and uh, one one of them is uh Jose is saying SIG FCU versus Polymer 80 question mark so for those of you who don't know the SIG fire control unit is a firearm under federal definition but not under state definition because it is not a complete gun that goes bang when you pull the trigger it's just a fire control unit it's basically a little uh, stamped piece of steel with some springs in it and a trigger and you build the gun around it. It's kind of like um, Legos for grown-ups. And I am really impressed with the SIG FCU. The beauty of it too is it doesn't have a thumb safety. So all of the SIG 320 pistols that we sell in mass have thumb safeties. The M18, the M17 and the SIG 320 compact. Except for the SIG X5 Legion which is on the target shooting roster. And that gun is very hard to get right now. Um, But that's the only version of the SIG 320 without a thumb safety. Now, for those of you who who don't know, the SIG 320 is a very modular platform. So you can take the fire control unit out of it and drop it into any size frame, get any size slide, get multiple different slides if you want, um, and you can kind of change it around. To however you see fit from a competition pistol to an everyday carry to a home defense to you know a fun range toy whatever you want to do with it so if you buy just the fire control unit which sig just released and we had 10 come into the shop uh not too long ago and with, which they sold out pretty quickly uh and there are 349 for the uh fire control unit but the beauty is you can build a carry size gun out of the fire control unit and it won't have a thumb safety like all the Massachusetts versions of the 320 so I really like the uh, the fire control unit option if I was gonna buy a 320 in mass that's the route I would go so if you want to get one on special order give the shop a call or come in or you know do it uh, you know send us an email or whatever but uh, do a special order in the store and you can do that so He's asking me specifically a SIG FCU versus a Polymer 80. And the question really comes down to what do you like better? I would say the SIG 320 is by far the most versatile pistol on the market right now. Uh, You can make it a long slide with a red dot sight. You can make it a short uh, compact size slide with a short uh, subcompact grip for an everyday carry. Um, You can uh, put a red dot sight on some of those Sig. Uh, factory Pro Cut slides you can do a lot with the SIG 320 so my I would probably lean towards the FCU although I'm a huge fan of the polymer 80s as well and uh, the polymer 80 for those of you who don't know is a build kit you can either buy it as the frame only or you can buy it as the complete package and it's an 80% lower and it's based on the Glock 19 or the Glock 17 or the Glock 26, whichever size you want. And so the subcompact, the compact, or the full size. And you mill out a couple of pieces of plastic and you drill a few holes in the frame. It comes with the jig, it comes with the bits, it comes with the mill, it comes with everything you need. Um, There's some great instructions on YouTube. And once you mill out all these parts, it now becomes a functioning firearm. So when you put it all together, you have seven days to register it in the state of Massachusetts. Same thing with the SIG fire control unit. Once you build the gun around it, you have seven days to register it in the state of Massachusetts. So um, once you register it, you have a gun that you built, and uh the fire control units come serialized. The polymer 80s do not come serialized, and I would suggest you serialize them. They come with a little metal plate where you can punch in or engrave your own serial number on them. And uh, then you just register that serial number so it's a really cool system both have their own merits and really Glock and Sig depends on what feels better in your hand what options you like better I will say I really like the polymer 80 grips I think they have great grip texture and the ergonomics of it I actually like in some ways better than the Glock Um, so yeah that's a great way to go Jose and uh, I think you'll you do fine with either one and shoot Guns are like golf, man. You can't play golf with one club, right? So get them both. What the heck? Why pick? In 2020, we have the luxury of options. So I would highly suggest you get them both and uh, see which one shoots best for you and whatnot. So that's just my suggestion. Spoken like a good gun salesman. So uh, I highly recommend you get more than one gun. Guns get lonely in the safe, I'm told. So uh, I wouldn't want that to happen. I, I would... I think a full safe is a happy safe. And uh, so there you go. We are currently out of stock on the FCUs and the polymer 80s, but we will have them both coming in soon. So I appreciate the question. Uh, Let's check out what Chris Rich says. Is there a difference in pinned fixed mags versus originally manufactured as fixed mags? Does it matter? Yes, it does, Christopher. So that's a great question. So when we sell a fixed magazine lower or fixed magazine rifle in the shop, um, they have to be originally manufactured as a fixed mag gun. So, you you know, we can't take like a run-of-the-mill AR-15 and just pin a mag in it and sell it here in Massachusetts because the Attorney General said that would be illegal, even though they can't point to a law that shows that it is illegal. Um, We... You know, again, under threat of $10,000 fine and prosecution under whatever law they can come up with, um, we decided to go the other route and comply but challenge it in the form of a lawsuit, So, uh, which we are currently doing. And there's also two other lawsuits pending right now in the state of Massachusetts against the Attorney General's uh, illegal edict and illegal uh, creation of a regulation without due process, so... Um, we, sh- we expect fully that we will be victorious on these fronts and uh, hopefully the other lawsuits will as well. So we'll see how it goes. But um, they do have to be originally manufactured as a fixed magazine. So that's a great question. And that's the way we sell them here at the shop. So um, there you have it. Uh, someone is saying, uh, oh, Jose is saying he has a 320 and love it. And he guessed both might be the way. That's right. That's that's a good man Jose get get both. There you go. All right, another question is Toby should uh should we bring it, bring in more Bren M2s you're getting some MOA at 150 yards all day with the rifle you got from us and you're not, with not so good ammo. That's great. Um we do have a lot more of those CZ Bren M2s on order. They are just really hard to uh keep in stock. So yeah keep your eyes peeled and hey Annie how are you Um, so yeah if an individual buys a handgun from an FFL in mass does it get registered during the process of buying it is it only f to f face-to-face transfers that have to be reported to the FRB great question yes uh, when we sell a gun in the gun store or any FFL sells a gun in the gun store, it automatically gets registered. So you do not have to register it after you get home. Only if you build a gun or do a face-to-face transfer. So um, that's that's really the, uh, that's the only uh, time you have to go to the FRB. And what you can do is Google uh, EFA10. Or just Massachusetts gun transaction portal but if you google EFA 10 it comes right up and you go on the mass transaction portal and you can report a sale you can report an inheritance you can report a um, you know uh, that you built a gun or whatever so you have to do that legally within seven days anytime you make a gun go bang so there you go Can a regular person, not a shop, use a regular AR lower and build a pin mag AR themselves? Uh, It's a good question, Mark. And I would say, yes, you could. But if your lower was pre-7-2016, there's no point. Just keep it a detachable mag and build a full AR that way, as long as it doesn't violate the assault weapons ban. So make sure you don't have a threaded barrel, collapsible stock, a bayonet lug, or any of those evil features. Because... Those are the things that make the gun truly evil and give them that definition of assault weapon. So we wouldn't want to have those on our streets. And so do the right thing and make sure you don't have any bayonet lugs or collapsible stocks, because that makes it easier to shoot them and whatnot. So there you have it. Um, Another show in the books. Man, it's the fastest hour of radio. I need another hour, Roy. See what you can do about that. WXDK, if you're listening, I need another hour. This isn't enough, but uh, let's see see how that goes. And we'll get to more of your questions and comments down the road. Thank you so much for joining us on Rapid Fire. And uh, go to capegunworks.com and click on Rapid Fire. We'll see you next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. I'm your host, Toby Leary, and you're listening to WXDK. Thanks so much. All right, welcome back, guys.